with Jacob Page, y'all. You know what time it is. So pull up a seat, grab a glass of wine, and take off your pants. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Date Night with Jake and Paige. Welcome back. Been Remember a minute. Us? Yes. It has been a minute, but it's so fun to come back with a return of repeat guest. Oh my gosh, Michelle Eichert. I mean, just prolific writer, and finally she's a real writer. Oh, she said this by number three. She felt like she really had hit it. This is her third book. It has eight setbacks that can make a child a success. Last time Michelle came on, it was to talk about 14 Talks by age 14, and she's also the author of Middle School Makeover, a baller. Wow, you're such a rebel. Not a bench warmer, <laughs> little bit of ego. Little bit of an Easter egg there for you, coming oh. in with the, the tidbit there from Jake. Yep, and so we've got a great partner. Before we get into the podcast, we want to talk about an event that we are a part of. An event and a sponsor for this episode, exactly. Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Central Carolinas sponsored this episode. A perfect match, wouldn't you say? So in case you're not familiar with Big Brothers, Big Sisters, they've been around since 1972. They provide mentors that they call bigs for children that they call littles all over the region. 1,500 kids they have served in Mecklenburg, Cabarrus, and York counties, connecting adults with local kids in meaningful one-to-one relationships. Jake, did you know they just won the 22 22- 2022 Pinnacle Award? I did. You did? I did. We got the same read. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, Jake, do that. Hopefully, you didn't at home there. Yeah. So that's news to you. It's one of the most prestigious agencies in the country, that means. And coming up, they've got the big toast. It is a night celebrating mentorship. I cannot wait for that, by the way. I know. They're coming up, that's October 5th. Jake and I will be there. That's at the collector's room. And we will be there as well as Harvey Cummings. I don't know if you know Harvey. Did you ever know Harvey from? Don't know Harvey. Oh, Harvey used to come on Good Day with us. He is a spectacular musician. You will love him. But listen, we know not everybody can come to the Big Toast. If you can, we would love to see you there, and we will post details. If you cannot, you can still donate to the mentorship that Big Brothers Big Sisters does, or you could become a sponsor just in general. So check out BBBS of Central Carolinas on Instagram or Facebook for event updates and more. Thank you so much for sponsoring. Thank you. I'm a big brother. You're a little I'm sister. I'm a little. I was just about uh, to say. I, was I can say, teach wow. you so much, just like Michelle taught us. Oh, she did. She. I, I was reminded again, and I told her this at the end of the episode. Lovely. Truly, what a delight she is, and how she's like sneaky, quick witted. I forgot how funny she yeah. is, and I really enjoyed talking. I'm with a, her I'm again. a big fan, and like just when we record this, this is a Friday evening. Yes. This is the exact time you want to just really oh, focus and done. lock into a podcast. <laughs> and she gave us 100%. I mean, she, she was all in. She's wonderful. Guys, we love talking with Michelle Eichert. I'm sure you will enjoy listening. The author of Eight Setbacks That Can Make a Child a Success. Here you go. How are Recording you in progress. Oh. Oh. Thank you, wow. Suri. Jeez. Sorry about that. All right. What did I call her the other day? You call it Suri, and you make fun of our kids all the time for mispronouncing things. I do. Pretty sure that's a setback. <laughs> oh, um, oh wow. Easter egg. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny that there was an SNL skit about that. Do you remember that? It's been Alexa, but all the old people were calling it something. Yeah. Else. Yes. Yes. Elena. Elena. Like getting it right every time. It's I so do bad. remember that one. That was hilarious. Hey, did you do you like typically to do podcasts uh, on Friday evening when you'd rather be unwinding? Is that fun? Do you like that? <laughs> I do have a glass of wine booked after this. Atta I'm girl. having sparkly water right now. Um, cheers. I put beer in wine glasses because I'm extra. Apparently, he's super bougie. I- 
I was going to uh, bring an actual drink, but I, I didn't know what the vibe was. The vibe is absolutely bring the a drink. Vibe is, we like you at least half drunk for yeah. every podcast. So I'm recording this. Um, we could save it or we could post it to social. We could just like clip little pieces. Um, he means the video portion, obviously. Yeah, the audio oh, we're portion obviously recording. Podcast. <laughs> we we're, can throw in the trash. We're trying a happen. very first time actually recorded the audio of an interview. <laughs> Um, I would love for you to do whatever you're comfortable doing. I'd love for you to promote it as much as you like. Okay, so. cool. Uh, well, I'm just glad that we could stay on the circuit after somebody goes on the Today Show. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> you did so great. Was that your first time doing Today Show? Or I know you've done Today Parenting stuff before. Wow. But yeah, that was my second time on the Today Show, but it, like a five-year gap in between. And the first time I wasn't talking about my own work. I was just doing some general parenting stuff. Oh. So, nerve-wracking, yeah. Totally. Wait, okay, so can we just start there? Will you tell us? I mean, so I think I've talked about on here before, but I was an NBC page, so part of my job used to be to give tours of the Today Show. And actually, when Jake and I met, yes, I was a page at the at the weekend Today Show, which is what you did. Weren't you on Saturday or Sunday? No, I was on during the week, but I had the weekend host. I had Peter Alexander. Yeah. Yes. And that's probably why it looked like a weekend segment, but um, that's so cool that you worked there. Page oh, the yeah. page. I was page the page, and I wore navy blue polyester and gave yep. tours of the studios. And we like we would just make up facts. So I'm curious from someone who's actually been on the show what it was really well, like. Well, I wouldn't know if anything was made up. Um, so my impression was it is tiny. Yeah. You don't think like it looks like oh the set's massive and it changes a lot. You see a couch and you see a table, but it's like one of those like IKEA sets where like they just swing in a different mm -hmm. living room and then swing in a different dining table or whatever and I was shocked at the size of it all um they're incredibly nice like it's no yeah. joke how nice they but are but when you're done you better be ready to get out of there because yeah. I mean it is a car wash I mean you're like yeah they're my friends in my head but they are I'm not their friends you know? oh, I totally know what you mean because Paige worked there. She had friends that worked up there. I did not work in the entertainment business, but I would come over and we'd all hang out. I'm like, am I like best friends with everyone on SNL? They're like, no, no, no Jake. You'll actually for sure never see them again. And you need to, you're embarrassed, I guess. Did they, did they do your hair and makeup? So they used to do that. And the first time I went on, they it. did. And this time I was like excited for that. That's one of the big bonuses. Ever since COVID, they don't. <gasps> Not at and all. Oh, wow. So sad. The other thing they don't do is they don't let you hang in the green room. What? So, That's like the fun. What are you, in the lobby? What That's are you outside on? No, you're in you're in a little dressing room, which is cute because it has your name on it. Oh, okay. But it's, you don't get to see the other celebrities. You don't get to gawk. Um, I think that there, it's, you know, that song, You Could Buy Me a Boat. You know that song? It's a country song. Can you I sing it? it? Can Actually, you sing it. <laughs> Oh, uh, I'm you so tempted. You can not buy to. me a boat. <laughs> you know it. That was it? Oh, okay. <laughs> but it's basically like money can't buy you happiness, but it could buy me a boat. That's yeah. basically Tell the um, so we have one experience of being on a fancy show like you. We did a, a first wedding dance off. Oh, yeah. Tell story who we saw in the green room afterwards yeah. so we do i know this thankfully we were pre-covid green rooms because jake and i right after we got married we got put on the rachel ray show for to redo our first wedding dance i know it was super fun and as we're leaving the stage to go after we'd done it right yep 
Kate Hudson pops out of I know another yes. green room. She's like, that was so fun. I love you guys. And we were like, we love you too, Kate Hudson. So and Jake was like, am I dating Kate Hudson? Yeah. Yes. So that's where I'm going, Michelle. That I was like, I'm glad we got a chance to tell a story because that was the number one thing in my head. I'm like, that was one of those I walked out. I'm like, so like, do we call her? Like what? Like she she wants to hang out again. Does right? she want to hang like, out? Yeah. yeah. In Raleigh, no. North Carolina. Okay. Oh my God. Okay. So let's talk about your actual book, shall we? Because this is number three. Can you believe you have three books? Is it kind of mind blowing even for you? It's probably especially for me because um, the other day I had that thing where I said, well, I'm a writer. And I was like, I, I have written three books and maybe, you know, I'm so thin skinned as a lot of writers are. I'm oh. very sensitive. I'm super thin skinned. Well, we have significant very- feedback on your book. Do you want to go through it now, <laughs> right now or, or should later. we, cause this chapter specifically is problematic. Go ahead. <laughs> so I, I'm always like putting a book out there and then I want to hide a little bit. Yep. Um, and so this time I, <laughs> I said to myself, um, well, maybe people will hate it and maybe they'll love it, but I'm now a writer. Like it's official to me in my brain. Oh, look, I, because look, the three was three significant to you or just yeah. for whatever. Yeah. For no reason, for nothing that makes any sense. It just felt like, well, now I have like a little collection. So it feels like this really is not a fluke, but it's what I am. Does your family agree? Do they, do they walk around and go, huh? They've always <laughs> been so supportive. My oh, family. Okay. Like the, they're the nicest people and they, like my kids, my kids are 21 and 23. So they will go out and like go into a bookstore and find my book and take a picture with it and send oh. it to me. So they get nicer? Nice. Oh, it's so nice. Kids do? Okay. They do actually get nicer. That's. We're going to hold you to that. We are. Wait, I love on your, speaking of your kids, I was reading the, um, what's this called? This part of it? The bio part oh, yeah. on the flap. Very professional. I was going to say the flapjack. The book flap. What's flapjack? That's a pancake. Mm-hmm. Book flap. Delicious. Thank you. And oh, it says, yeah, you have a delicious flapjack for your book. And it says, Michelle's kids mostly live elsewhere now, which I thought was such a cute way to yeah. put that. <laughs> well, one's a senior in college, so he still gets to come home like for breaks and things like that. Mm-hmm. But my daughter lives in Texas, except oh. for holidays. So That's so crazy. Wow. Yeah, so you're real. So congrats. You're finally a real author. Number three did it. I'm a real person. (laughs) You're a real boy. You're a real... Wait, what? What is that? Pinocchio reference. Yeah. Oh, got it. Sorry. Uh, No. You You did a deep inhale. You're going somewhere. Oh, yeah, I was. But then I paused because I thought you were going to. Okay, wait. So I really liked Jill. By the way, Jill Dykes, how long have you worked with her? Uh, I couldn't tell you, but probably since 2015, I'm guessing. Oh, for a while. A while, yeah. Who's Jill? A doll. So Jill, (laughs) who's Jill? Jill is um Michelle's PR company. Yeah, I'm I'm saying for the people. Oh, I know. I was okay. Got it. Thank you. Sorry, were you playing the part of the listener? I was. Like, who's Jill? I'm so confused. Okay. So Jill is Michelle's. Jill Dykes PR is Michelle's uh, PR company, right? Is that the full name of it? Let's give her. Let's give her a shout. So I emailed her. You know, we've been coordinating to get you on, and I emailed her because I connected with her on LinkedIn, and I saw that she has a background at NBC also, and I was like. God, this world is so small. We know so many of the same people probably. I think we just missed each other by like a year. But she um, she was emailing me and she was like, one of the funny things for you guys to talk about would be, are you telling me to stop moving around? You're moving a lot. Yeah, Can that's an old this? chair. Yeah, every Jake creak just... is getting on the audio right now. No, stick did... with the question. All right, oh, yeah, you're look, going. Hold on. 
It's very creaky. She may not, but it's pick it up in your mic. Okay, I'm I'm sorry to everyone with misophonia. This is Paige's first interview. I gave myself the creaky chair, sorry. I'm also (laughs) fidgety. That was a bad idea. (sighs) So, Jill's idea was for us to talk about the archetypes. Is it archetypes or archetypes? Oh, boy. Archetypes. It's archetype. Architect, but archetype. Oh, the soft CH. Thank you. Wait, architect, but archetype? Wow, archetype. Archetype. Hard C. Hold on, Jake. Stop talking to me because I want to hear Michelle say it. What? So it's it's a, it's a hard ch. So it's archetype, like architect. Thank you. Yeah. I thought she was saying there were two different ones. No, there's nice. no archetype. You were saying Arsha with an S and a, and an Archa. Can you, can you write your next book on middle aged parents getting? Through? Yes, I I. You're not the first to ask. Okay. Archetype. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So that is where you break down eight different kind of types of middle schoolers, right? Which okay. this is so fun to me because it feels like one of the quizzes you, you used to take when you would flip through like Seventeen Magazine. And I love a quiz that tells you what you are. So will you walk us through the archetypes? I will. So for anyone listening who's like, what is this dumb word that they keep trying to say? <laughs> An archetype is like is like a sort of universally true character so like the wise old man who shares knowledge or like the wicked witch so this is like a type that's an archetype in literature so i came up based on interviewing all these families with all of their struggles that their kids had gone through i sort of chunked them into eight different categories of types of kids so we have the rebel who and their failure is failure to follow the rules We have the daredevil, and that's failure to take care of your body. We have the misfit, and that's actually in in the book, it's really the academic misfit. So it's like failure to meet people's sort of common expectations of you. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the ego. So that's the kid who fails to show concern for other people. They're just thinking about themselves all the time. Why did you look at me? No, no, I just, we, I think we both know that we have one of those. Oh, yes. Yeah. yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yes. Everybody has one of these at one time. Sometimes you're like, my kid has three of these at once. Oh, you pass through have... archetypes. Okay. Yeah, you absolutely can jump around because you change so much while you're sure. growing up. So then we have the loner. So failure to connect with their peers. The sensitive one. Um, failure to be able to handle their feelings. It's just too much. They're so emotional all the time. The black sheep is failure to get along with their family. They just feel like... Their family all gets along and they're the oddball in the family. I was interested by that one because it's interesting you make the distinction with family, not with friends, huh? So, Because the black sheep can have a group of friends, but for whatever reason, they just feel a disconnect with their family at that stage? Yeah, I think they often are popular and and likable and have a great group of friends, but they are butting heads. They feel like their family is cohesive and they're the odd kid out. Hmm. Um, and then the last one is the bench warmer, and that's the kid who just has failure to believe in themselves. They just are like, you know, I'll just watch you guys play. I'm not good enough. Oh, yeah. Wow. I know. All right. They all feel like heartbreaking archetypes yeah. when you right when you when you hear about it. So I'm glad that you're framing it as they're temporary. They're all temporary. They can change from th- from time to time. And your whole definition of failure is a sort of reframe to look at that too, right? That's right. So it's we went through such a battle naming this book, not a battle, but like uh, there were many debates around the publishing table and with salespeople and with editors. And um, 
a lot of parents were uncomfortable with the word failure, and I understand why. And and particularly with having a book on the bedside that that might say like, "Oh, she right. might be a failure," right? right. <laughs> and so we call them setbacks on the cover of the book, mm-hmm. and then the tagline involves failure. Um, but basically, the way I define it is that it's an experience that leaves a kid feeling disconnected. Um, maybe unlovable, maybe unaccepted, you know, overly confused. So we all know we've all been there, right? And our kids are going to be there too. So really normalizing the idea that we all feel like failures at one point. Mm-hmm. What, which one do you think you guys were? Michelle, which, which do you think? You were? I was a combination. I was the sensitive one, just super anxious kid, a, a lot of feelings, and I was the rebel. I broke a ton of rules. Me too. I'm not a rule follower. Wait a minute. How does I that? I am now. I feel like Are the you? way Michelle answered that though means she was way more of a rebel than you. I know. I know. You're really? Also, yeah. Um, would you like break the rules and then cry? Like what was your sensitive I one? I would probably <laughs> cry and then break the rules. <laughs> like what kind of rules were you I about how unfair things were and then just go do what I wanted to do. Um, I was a rebellious teenager in part because... Um, there was some conflict at my house and there was also um, like, I had a very strict stepdad Mm -hmm. who I love. I call him my dad Mm -hmm. and I credit him in all my books for a lot of great things in my life, Mm -hmm. but he was very strict. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I really want to go to this party. I'm going to lie about where I'm going and say I'm spending the night at a friend's house, that kind of thing. Okay. Wow. That's interesting. So I had the exact same thing. So I don't know when he entered the picture for you. So for me, it was like Five, six, I should know. Four, I think you were four. How do I know? No, it wasn't four. No? No. They started dating when you were four, and I think they were married when you were six. Yeah, so very, very similar to the point where, like, people didn't want to come over because they knew that he was strict. Yeah, yep. I didn't want to have people over. But I talked about everything, and I was a rule follower, am a rule follower, and told them everything, told them where I was going, what happened because my mom was a clinical nurse specialist and so she was all about unpacking feelings so I had she and she was strict-ish too but it was definitely him and yeah so wow interesting yeah so I'm I was for sure the sensitive one but then like a switch flipped but I don't know if I'm any of the first three because I feel like the first three that you said are more like and I'm air quoting here like positive and then the next five are more like you know I don't know setback-ish no it depends on how you look at it. Uh, yeah. You know, the examples in the book, I mean, like the daredevil, that's not me. In the book, that's a story of that's not taking care of your body. That could look like, you know, I'm skateboarding without a helmet or I'm binge drinking or so it can range um, the degree to which you don't take care of yourself. I, I will say that though I was a rebel early on in life, I can hardly break a rule now. It terrifies me. Really? Wow. Yeah, Did something like happen? <laughs> Uh, probably anxiety, probably just sort of like, well, first of all, I, I left home early. I mean, I went to college at age 17 and didn't really look back. Yeah. So I had a ton of freedom after that. I didn't mm-hmm. need to break any rules. Yep. Um, but then I just became a nervous Nelly. <laughs> so the, yeah, it's interesting how different people interpret rule, rule breaker too. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. in some ways, I don't know, I'm trying to think back, like, I've never, you always say, he gets annoyed with me because I'm not a rule follower in the sense of like, 
I don't know, I'll, I'll, I'll take a risk where we park or I'll, you know what I mean? Or, or I'll, oh gosh, does that give you anxiety? No, I would never. Oh, never. <laughs> no, Michelle, never. So actually where, like, I, where I'm going, how are you flying? Oh, I'm a very, okay. Oh, oh, I know what you're talking about. I'm a nervous flyer. Have, I'm a nervous flyer. And let me tell you what I do before I get on a plane. I do a fantasy draft where I look around. This is a good distraction for me. Yep. And I'm like, who, uh, if, if things go to shit, who am I gonna look to here? Is there a big don't look at me? No, country guy. I'm looking to him. Is there someone who looks like they're in the medical profession? I'm gonna look into yep. her. Okay. Like, I'm drawing on my team. So I Michelle, mean, do you do this? Do you look at the weather app a week before your flight? Oh yes. Yes. Okay. Let's go. Oh, yes. I'm so scared. And they come on now. They didn't used to do this. They come on yes. every flight to tell you there's gonna be turbulence. Don't you, no, wait, but Michelle, do don't you love that? Because then you go, okay, when it happens, you go, they knew this was happening. You don't go, oh my God, we just hit it. Like we're going down. We're, no one saw that coming and we're going down. We both know <laughs> if Michelle and I are being real with each other and we look at you, we know it's not going down. Oh, I, mm-hmm. I used to. I took a flight down. yesterday, California to North Carolina. 80% of the flight had a very mild chop. But like to the point where everybody else in the flight is like completely going about their business. I was miserable for 80% of the flight. But don't you look around. Yeah. I love like Michelle, the way you look around before you get on. I look around during and I'm like, I love a casual reader, like a person who is not interested. I don't in care. Because I just look at them and I'm like, oh, they are not worried. It pisses me off. Oh, I love it. Stop casually reading. Because it shows yeah, well, how you. How can you unless... read if there's in the air? But yeah. doesn't it make you think like they're not worried, so I shouldn't be worried. I um I, I have a million techniques to try. I know oh. everything from like I've done tapping on my arms to try. You know, there are some theories about that. But mm-hmm. really, what I'll what I'll tell you is, um, there's a great book I'm gonna send you afterwards that's gonna help you. You know what I do? So, yeah, it sounds like it's really helped y- you. Yeah, it's really <laughs> yeah. This book, you're gonna hype this book up, but like yeah. really, let's be like, honest. I'm still waiting for it to kick in on me. But... I go if if I'm watching movies or on my email, or whatever. I put on like a mix that I know is going to be yeah. music I like, close my eyes, and I just lean my head back. And yeah. everybody tries to, like, Jake, it's fine. So I, like, I, I know, I know it's fine. I know yeah. it's fine. Give me yeah. a second. You're in your mind palace. And yeah. I get out of it. It gets me through. Yeah. Wow, we completely okay, so went we, off the rails. Did we say what you were? You're a rebel, you said? No, I was, I was just about to say, so it's been really great talking with you about your book on flying. Yeah, goodbye. <laughs> Um, I think I'm, wait, hold on. I'm opening it to the page where you have them all written down so I can make sure yeah. that I say the run. Yeah, right. so maybe sensitive and then. I, you, ew, you, not you. <laughs> you're, you're no, you're a rebel. You're I think rebel. I'm a rebel. But not, like, I was very, I was also very, like, I would. I went to youth group and I was very into the whole, like, church rules of, like, you don't, you know, drink before, you don't drink ever and you don't have sex before you get married and you don't, like, uh, like I loved the whole, you know, holier-than-thou feeling, which I look back and I'm like, God, I was a jerk. But but I, rules like, okay, back to flying for a second, if they say group, it's group five's turn and I'm group nine, I'm like, oh, I'll walk in with group five. No, you're not. Yes, I thought Paige. That's what you were calling me out. Oh my God! Look at Michelle. Michelle just covered her face. Horrifying. Wait, no, I, I legitimate Michelle. I did not know that. You you jump four groups? No, four, not four. I tip. I usually am group five, and I will often go with group four if they're if they're near if they're lingering like they're they're you know. We're the back line on flying. We're back up. on flying. Michelle is furious. <laughs> like not what I signed up for. That's what I meant yeah. by rule break. Okay. Oh Stupid rules. But I just I don't. Never. No, I'm too scared. So what do you, so I was thinking about this the other day too, when we were talking about just 
having you on. And I was remembering back to like the junior high days. I forget what I was listening to, but they said the time that you're kind of deciding like which one of these am I? Like, what group am I going to be a part of? And I remember for me, school dances were a big thing for that. Like, I would be like, am I a headbanger or am I a rapper? Like, I'm clearly not a rapper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that's in our say, school. That's what we would say. That's how we yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There were, like, groups. Do you want the hip-hop on or do you want the headbanging? And I remember being like, well, I really like that Metallica song. But, dang, if they play Aisha, like, I am on the dance floor. And it felt like you had to kind of choose which – identity you were going to take on archetype which archetype you're yeah. going to take and, and you could in also a different just, way you could also try having no rhythm which was my secret oh boy and then you just don't go out and dance at all oh uh, wait is ball. that sweet so do you have a little bench warmer in you Ooh. oh total total bench warmer thank you, you i hadn't thought of it total yes. bench warmer I have, a, I have a lot of the lame ones and then one Cool, <laughs> okay, I'm glad you called him lame because I, earlier I was like five, I think, are not positive. They're a setback. You're like lame. These are five lame ones. <laughs> when I think about not dancing at all those that dances, makes you yeah. feel oh, that was bench my warmer. Only, Look at her. No, oh. that was my only like school dances for me where I was like a bench warmer until a school dance because I was like the girl that would like I went to Catholic high school for starting in ninth grade mm. and we would have dress down days and all the girls would look so cute and they would know how to do their hair yeah. and makeup and I would come in sweatpants. I was like, sweet, we get to be comfortable. <laughs> and I think everybody was just like, who is this loser? I also didn't know anyone there. I went for I came from public school, transferred to to private school and then school dances would come along in both middle school and high school and I remember those always being a check box for me of like people kind of went oh okay because I actually I do have a little rhythm and it would be a way for people to kind of be like oh this person like for you it was when people found out you were funny you said right in middle school or high school when was uh it? yeah I think it was also I found out I was funny oh yeah I wasn't quite sure but that was that's when really cool. that's true that's really good yeah, yeah. that's really Se- good no it was seventh grade Really good seventh Jay, grade yeah i just am now coming out of my shell uh, well what about for you michelle when you when did you when do you feel like you kind of switched so two things happened to me one is in ninth grade i tried out for the school musical so can't dance but i could sing oh and um and our school musicals were a big deal like I went to school in um, Cambridge, Massachusetts, and it was right by MIT, and MIT would come over and build our sets, and they were, like, super engineering. And, oh, my like, gosh. That's cool. This is real. Productions, yeah. yeah. So I tried out, and I was one of four freshmen to make the musical, and when that happened, I started walking around differently. I was, like, making eye contact with people, like, I wonder if they know that I'm oh. the girl who made the musical, and that changed like the whole trajectory of high school for me because I started to believe in myself at that point. Wow. Yeah. Now, would you like just stare at people as they walk by? Like, do you, do you know? Do you know that I'm... Yeah. One of four freshmen, you probably should know that. (laughs) Are we going to first period or second period? Who knows? I don't know. Oh, exactly you must be in the musical. Wow, can I ask you? Are you one of four freshmen on the musical <laughs> team? Uh, team? Yeah. <laughs> I have to go put on my musical uniform and well, practice. Thank you so much for talking to me and making dramatic eye contact with me. We just had a moment like this with our oldest, actually, Michelle. He's just he's a freshman in high school, which I know is you know outside of middle school, but he was a middle schooler a second ago. This book is for all the way through age 18. Oh, that's right. It says age 18. That's right. Thank you. So So freshman. He's a freshman, and he um, is a kicker on the football team, 
and has been on the JV team. And yesterday, one of the kickers, the senior kicker, is hurt. And they, they called him up in second period. The coach called him into his office and said, I'm going to have you dressed tonight just in case. Like, you're not going to play, but just in case. And long story short, the kid's back really was not feeling good. So Ford kicked in his first varsity game ever. He was a freshman. And as sweet as it was for us, and as t- Jake was on a flight, so I was, you know, just Curious, by the way, like full-on HIPAA violation. You're, you're specific to his back. You just announced that he's got oh, stop. back issues. Okay. No, it's yeah, <laughs> whatever. Rebel. Um, exactly. I don't. I break those rules. Yep. But my point, as fun as it was for us, and we were sitting with like you know people, parents who had been with us through middle school, and, and everybody was so excited for each other. But today, we've been talking about how hearing like the kids texting each other his teammates being like did you guys hear Ford went to I know yeah, and I was cool. like that speaks so highly of those kids that group of kids that they can be that excited for one of their own and I think it made Ford feel really good of course too to know that his buddies were excited for him and it was just a good kind of like you know especially as a kicker you don't get a whole lot of respect on a football team and he knows <laughs> that and we joke we joke with him about that so he can kind of roll but he was it made him feel really good and it made me appreciate those kids and their yeah. parents so much for being like hey like really encourage Ford it was just such a nice it's so validating. Yes. <laughs> He's the one with ego. Yeah. He <laughs> yeah. uh. doesn't need the encouragement to allow you yeah. to uh, So I know we've only got you for a little bit of time. I want uh, – we're both into marketing. And so, like, the book, we've read your other books. I mean, what's cool is you've got the marketing piece. So on the bottom of this one, author of 14 Talks by age 14, obviously, as a am in marketing myself. Like, love that. You talked a little bit about the fight over failure. And like, it's funny, that's where my brain went. I was like, ooh, so like, are you frustrated? Do you wish failure was on the cover of this Mm. book? Uh, Uh, It's not that I wish it were on the cover. I think I just, it's hard to convince parents that, that they should want their kid to screw up. And like, maybe I should have named the book, you should want your kid to screw up. Here's why. (laughs) You know, it's hard to fit fit everything into a title. Um, but but my, um, I, I don't really have frustration over it. I, I'm also into marketing and so I'm sort of fascinated about like the, the spin of it all. Mm-hmm. But really for me, um, really what I learned in researching and writing this book is that failure is the place kids need to be to begin to cross the threshold into adulthood. So if things are really, really easy all the time, it doesn't make for becoming a good adult. And if things are so hard that they become traumatic, it also doesn't make for becoming a good adult. But there's a sort of a sweet spot, a center lane, where things are hard enough and uncomfortable enough periodically that kids have to learn how to cope with it. They have to develop resiliency and coping skills. And so they face plant. They send a text in a group that is obnoxious and people sort of turn on them. Or they post something to social media that's really embarrassing and they have to retract it. Or they cheat on a test and get caught or whatever it is, whatever way that they go through a fairly public failure of Mm -hmm. some sort can actually become the stepping stone to learning a ton about themselves and becoming really good adults if we react in the right way. And oh. if we don't, they can go towards a traumatic experience. That was really good because you good. hit on like some real examples there too. Do you, when you write a book, do you love, what's your favorite part? I mean, I know you said you're into marketing. Do you like the research yeah, part? Yeah, what's your writing process? Are you like sitting with like uh, licensed professionals on pieces? Like what, how does it work? 
So uh, I I love the actual word play. I love that. I love being like, what, how are the words going to come together in this moment? I have a thought in my head. Um, and it feels to me a little bit like out of body and artistic almost. Mm -hmm. Like if you were watching someone paint and they were like, I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm just, oh, it's a whatever. Yeah. And then it's very clear what it is. It, it feels that way. Like it's real loosey goosey. And then the words come together and I'm like, I love that. Yeah. So that's a fun experience for me. I also love the research. Um, and I love just kind of playing with, it's very playful for me. So kind of just playing with the construction of it all. Did you, um, are you techie? Are you leaning into the AI uh, form of research? Did No. No, I'm not techie. My husband is techie and he loves AI. And in fact, the only thing we used AI for, for this book is when it was all done and published and coming out, I said, I'm having a hard time remembering the eight archetypes when I'm put on the spot. Like it's, they, it's oh, hard great. for so me I'm to glad that's exactly what I asked you. Yeah, yeah. seriously. I saw no, you no, look down, Michelle. Yeah, you good. looked down. There okay. it is. Yep. Good. She so, had a cheat sheet. Because when I have to think of them yep. all in a row, it's so... And he was, I said, can you put into AI to come up with like a mnemonic device like we used to have for the planets or yes. like the notes yeah. on a scale? And so he did that for me, which worked for like a week. And then it slipped out of my brain again. So I keep it written oh, See, down that seems, it. yeah, that seems like a bigger issue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like a stage fright. I saw your kids' names on that sheet too. Is everything okay? <laughs> there, okay. <laughs> Thanks, John. Just kidding. Yeah. yeah. No, that's... <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. Oh my God. You are so just refreshingly. Every time I talk to you, I'm reminded of how much I enjoy your company and how glad I, we should I write another book so we can interview again. Will you? Yeah, I'd love to. Thank you for asking. <laughs> You're like, mm, it'll be three years. Thank you very much. Yes, I will. <laughs> um, all right, Michelle, anything else that you want to be sure people know about or anything that you do want people to know you have coming up? Oh, that's great. Uh, I would like people to come to Instagram and find me there. So it's just my full name, Michelle Eichard. I'm doing lots of parenting advice there, free tidbits for you. Um, there's one that went out today about what to do when you feel like your daughter is stressing sort of provocatively, looking older than she is, how to handle it. So um, I'd love to send people there and I would love for, for people to check out the book. You can get it anywhere you buy books. And the book is Eight Setbacks That Can Make a Child a Success. And it's Eichard, I-C-A-R-D. Can I sneak in one more question before we go? And I'm almost positive I asked you this the last time we talked. Yeah. Like, can you go anywhere in your friend group and not have parents ask you, like, what do you, what do you think? My do daughter's dressing this? provocatively. My son's dressing provocatively. Whatever it is, are you, like, the friend, like, helper now? <laughs> well, um, our kids have aged up. So less so. So I, it's like, I'm pretty free right now, oh. but so you don't want to be friends with us is what you're saying. Right. <laughs> Currently hey, not accepting so any Ford's friends. So Ford's hair is age. really, we want him to cut it. And so. Okay. okay. What does he have that flow? We're just kidding. Oh, oh my gosh. Yes. yes. Yeah, Stepdad's yeah. flow. Look at us. We're on the same page here. Fear of flying. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Very cool. You're the best, Michelle. Thank you so much. It was great to talk Happy to you. Friday. Thank, Thank you. you. You too. Go have Thanks, that wine. Thanks, Michelle. Mm, oh yeah. Thanks for listening, y'all. For past episodes and more, visit jakeandpage.com or get all up in iTunes or wherever you get your podcast with your fine self sitting on your fine couch. Mm -hmm. Talk to you next time. Mm. Yeah. I say, mm. yeah.